Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. Do you love the idea of being your own boss? What about saving money on childcare because you can actually work flexibly around your family? My Bump to Baby is rapidly expanding and we are looking for people to run their own pregnancy to preschool hubs in their local area. Full training is provided, ongoing mentor support, Fantastic regular team incentives, a bonus scheme, uncapped commission, review products for free and review days out too. If you are interested in being the My Bump to Baby Manager for your local area, email us business at mybumptobaby.com. Limited space available. Hello and welcome to My Bump to Baby Expert Podcast, where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Today we are speaking to Sharon Mustard from Easy Birthing, all about tocophobia. The fear of childbirth. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Bumped Babies Expert Podcast. Today, we are joined by Sharon Mustard, the founder and director of Easy Birthing and Parenting. Hi, Sharon, how are you? 
all good thank you very much the sun shining that's all we need Absolutely. Um, so, Sharon, for our audience, today we're going to be talking about tocophobia, but would you like to start by just introducing yourself and what you do? Of course, that's fine. Well, as you've said, I'm the founder and director of Easy Birthing and Parenting. Now, we, um, within Easy Birthing and Parenting, we provide an online training school, but uh, for 25 years as a hypnotherapist and psychotherapist, I've been passionate about supporting women and their partners. And so uh, one of the most important parts of my work, in fact, the most important, is actually working with women, with birth partners, with women and men towards fertility during pregnancy, uh, during childbirth, and also in support during the postnatal period with regards to really restoring their mental health if they are struggling, uh, but also helping them to maintain that and also helping with parenting relationships because this new is a new experience. Even if we've had a child before, it's a new experience. And so many women and men do need uh, extra support during that. But I also train counsellors, therapists and related professionals across the world uh, to actually work in these specialist areas. Um, so as well as being a specialist in the areas, I also have a general practice in Salisbury in the UK. And within that, I see people for all aspects of emotional and mental health. Excellent. That is brilliant, Sharon. You sound like some a good friend to have anyway. You cover a lot there. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about tocophobia, aren't we? Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about this because I think a lot of people are scared of childbirth and they just think they're scared of childbirth and, and they didn't realize that they don't realize there's actually a phobia and a name for it. So can you um, tell us a bit more about what tocophobia actually is? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the most important points to make is that tocophobia is the extreme end anxiety. But in this case, it's a pathological dread and in many, many cases, a complete avoidance, uh, both of pregnancy and of childbirth. So it can happen with someone who's already pregnant um, or someone who is avoiding, and we can talk a little bit more about that, um, actually becoming pregnant in the first place. And it's a condition that is incredibly distressing. When we get to the pathological dread that is tocophobia, um, it is fears of childbirth that is extremely debilitating in someone's life. And often we find that it's associated with most commonly things like depression, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, uh, and uh, other anxiety disorders like GAD. You may have heard of generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there, isn't there? So, um, yeah, I can understand that. In fact, the, when we shared your brilliant article that you wrote for us, the feedback was a lot of people didn't actually realize it existed. And to be honest with you, I didn't. So it's really interesting. Wow. Um, so how would someone know if they have tocophobia or if they're just scared of birth? Because I don't think anyone actually looks forward to that bit, really. No, absolutely. And and uh, you are absolutely quite right that uh, 
it is um, uh, something that is quite common to have some fears because this is um, a situation in our lives, whether this is our first baby that we're expecting or planning um, with, with our partner, that this is something that is unfamiliar um, to us. It is a new experience. And with any novel experiences, it is uh, understandable to have some doubts and trepidations. What I don't want to do, and I think it's really important to do, is even if someone isn't suffering from uh, tocophobia, from that extreme end, that we're belittling their fears. We're not at all, because very often a lot of those fears, even if it's not tocophobia by definition, um, are really, really important to address. And we'll hopefully be talking later in the call about some ways of um, actually addressing that. Um, but tocophobia itself, being that extreme end, it is the not just the intensity of the fear, but it's also how debilitating this can be in our lives. So if um, uh, someone has that extreme fear, um, they may be suffering nightmares such as those seen within post-traumatic stress disorder or just post-traumatic symptoms. It could be that um, they're having difficulty actually focusing on anything really, avoiding people and avoiding their usual support network, friends or family, um, including their partner. Um, it can affect other children that we have, if we have children already. Panic attacks, really extreme anxiety that um, means that we have intrusive thoughts that are so obsessive and all-consuming that they stop us being able to just get on with the normal functioning of life or the things that we want to do. We can, if I'm pregnant uh, uh, already, this can mean a complete avoidance of any information about pregnancy, including not attending antenatal appointments, um, uh, just an avoidance. And that is the kind of denial that we normally see in any situation in life where we are so frightened or so anxious that it becomes easier to avoid. Um, and that denial is something that sometimes we even convince ourselves that, nope, nope, it not only is it not happening, but we don't even want to go there. But we may have a huge desire about becoming a parent. Mm, yeah, goodness. Yeah, it's an awful thing to go through, um, yeah. all of that. Yeah, so how common is it then to have that? I mean, is it very rare? Uh, it, it It is certainly more rare than having fears about childbirth and themselves. Mm. Um, um, but in tocophobia, there, there are many, many studies out there. And in fact, what there seems to be a correlation on is that we're talking about at least one in six women, if not more. It is most common in women who uh, are already pregnant, um, not, not surprisingly, I suppose, in a way, but particularly women who are pregnant who haven't had a baby before. And I think that's quite important uh, to think about because we often think of if a woman's pregnant, it will be a previous childbirth experience that she's most likely to be afraid of. And our statistics do not back that up. Um, up to about 20% of pregnant women um, report 
extreme fear. Um, uh, 6% describe it as so disabling that they just feel they cannot go forward um, with this. Uh, with women who aren't pregnant or perhaps have never been pregnant, um, about 13%. So like I say, one in six, um, um, but we would certainly say a lot more. What I must also say here is that there is a, a rising body of research that is showing, and this I would um, say is the same within my experience, within my professional practice, is men suffering from tocophobia. Now, it's most common in men when they have actually experienced a birth before that has been traumatic. It's important at this point to say that men can suffer from tocophobia as, as well, but certainly with women, at least one in six Wow, goodness, I never knew that. Yeah, with men, I suppose, when you think of fear of childbirth, you think of the woman, well, I did. So yeah, that that is really interesting and definitely something to that is important to raise awareness about. So thank, thanks for adding that in there. So it, we've covered that it is normal to be um, scared of childbirth, but what, what actually causes um, tocophobia then? Okay, so um, uh, very often. So let's let's kind of split it into to three main areas or categories, if you like. Very often in adolescence, from uh, videos that they were shown as a teenager, or just the the um, sexual education that's provided at schools. Sadly, even the contemporary education that's provided today. Now. Um, it may not just be videos, it may be vicarious learning, as we call it, from other people. So learning about other people, talking about stories that frighten us, even it could be as a child overhearing a mom or um, another female adult talking about difficulties within childbirth. Um, and as humans, we will tend to uh, hone in on that. We have a negativity bias um, that uh, means that if there's something that we think, whoa, that's potentially something to be afraid of, then we will hone in on that information, um, often at the exclusion of the positive stuff. Yeah, um, we find that that is the main cause in women who aren't pregnant, as well as in women who already are. It may be that the cause is birth trauma um, from a previous birth. And I could just elaborate on that and in this particular point of the interview that we are talking about not necessarily something having gone very wrong, but it could also be a normal obstetric delivery where women uh, and men, of course, have been subject to feeling that they have been um, out of control. Perhaps the control is being taken away from maybe an insensitive um, medical professional it may be someone that just hasn't taken their decisions and their choices completely into being it may be that they feel that um, uh, other people are delivering their baby or suggesting that somehow that they are um, inadequate or that they're being silly so altogether it could be a negative experience of childbirth and a really really useful um, way of thinking about what makes any event traumatic um, is uh, simply where we feel that something um, that 
the, the threat or the perceived threat of something is greater than our perceived ability to cope. Now, perceived, a really important word there, because it may be that we do have the ability to cope, but we don't believe that we do. Now, the third group that I want to say is men who have been really concerned about the welfare of their partner or also of, of their baby. And again, when I'm talking about men here, let's not forget um, uh, same-sex couples as well, but it's a birth partner who really feels that they have witnessed real fear about um, the welfare of their partner, of their baby. And of course, women who have had uh, stillbirth, uh, uh, miscarriage, a difficult pregnancy um, um, before may well have uh, that as the cause or the source Mm, that makes sense. And and uh, with that, within your article, you mentioned that that can actually contribute to secondary infertility, can't it? Most definitely. Most definitely. So that may uh, manifest in, uh, first of all, a conscious choice or a seemingly conscious choice not to have children. Sometimes it affects our decision and we might even convince ourselves that, no, we don't want to have more children or we don't want to have children in the first place but subconsciously even if we do have a strong desire um, to have children we're planning hopefully to conceive either with natural conception or with assisted fertility um, there is a huge body of evidence out there to show that the subconscious blocks in the way could be tocophobia um, or fears about childbirth the process itself and of pregnancy and actually it's worth remembering um, as well that a fear of pregnancy or of childbirth can be that that feeling of being re-traumatized by uh, even a, a previous medical experience that's not connected to a previous childbirth um, or it may be uh, sexual abuse or or rape and a feeling of distress and helplessness being repeated um, within that experience yeah that that makes a lot of sense um, that so that thank you for that so why would you say then I mean it's quite clear to me but why would you say that it's important to seek help for this if you're not pregnant then well if this is an untreated um, profound fear what it can affect is our choices on our decisions in life um as I said, it could affect um, our decision to want to have children, either consciously or subconsciously, could uh, affect our fertility, as we say. But also that if you um, don't seek help, it could even affect your relationships. So avoiding relationships where conception might be possible, either um accidentally or um, because um, of the just the sheer possibility of that could be an avoidance of relationships um, altogether certainly of relationships with men for example who we know want biological children of their own um, that may be an absolute no-no even to enter into that relationship but often it can create a shame about our perceived inadequacy, a feeling that we should want to have children, that we should want to do this, that we shouldn't be afraid. Um, and this loss actually 
has been shown can be grieved well into old age, so beyond our fertile period in, in life as, as humans. Um, so that low self-worth can actually affect us all the way through our lives if it is untreated. Wow, goodness. Yeah, that, that's so sad to go on that long. But um, So how would someone then overcome or counteract their fear of giving birth? Okay, so it is important, whether you're pregnant, whether you're not, whether you've had a child before, whether you're not, to not allow those fears control you and your decisions. And in the case of tocophobia, to not disable your life to a huge extent. So if we're looking after ourselves, our mental health, as well as our choices and decisions, there are many things that we can do, both reactively and preventively. So first of all, very um, simple, making like an obvious one would be attending a hypnobirthing course. Now, these are a lot more available, um, both virtually, online, as well as in a local area um, uh, across the world, really, not just in the UK, to um, effectively help you either to deal with any fears and doubts that you may have, to empower you to have the strategies and the tools um, to be able to use during childbirth, especially um, if things don't go according to plan, that we actually feel that that doesn't mean we can't have a positive experience and that we are not overall in control of our decisions, our choices, our reactions, because we are and we can be, but anxiety tells us that we're not. So attending a hypnobirthing course can also be a preventative way, even if you think, actually, I feel fine about childbirth, um, I'm not afraid, um, that is fine, but it can still give us the ability to deal with whatever those eventualities might be. If you do have significant fears or are tocophobic at that extreme end, um, it is so important that you are listened to and heard that your fear is witnessed. And I would say witnessed a by someone who's objective, i.e. not your partner, even though they may be a very good um, listener. Um, if your fears are extreme, you do need um, to uh, consult, I would say, a professional like a psychotherapist so that you're not suffering in silence and you also don't feel alone. You feel that someone is um, there to allow you to express your fears. It doesn't have to be a taboo subject. Um, we know that uh, allowing someone to have that sphere of control of being able to do that allows them then with support to be able to make the decisions that are right for them and potentially for their family as well. That makes a lot of sense that so Sharon thank you so much for all that information it's been really really uh, informative so thank you can you um, tell people where people can find you because obviously you're available online as well aren't you? I am indeed I am indeed so uh we have, um, and in fact, the most popular uh, way nowadays is to um, uh, interact with our online school. That certainly would be a good place to start, even if you do decide um, to see me or another psychotherapist one-to-one, -one, um, would be uh, at our online school. They're all pre-recorded um, courses, but you do have the interaction with me as your course tutor on those. 
So that is school.easybirthing.com and it will have all of the courses up there, both for parents and for therapists. Um, you can also access our main website, which also has all the details about our one-to-one live sessions, if you were, uh, if you like, um, whether that's bit virtually through things like Zoom or Skype, um, or whether it is actually coming to see me at my general pra- practice, um, and that is uh, easybirthing.com. Um, so that is our main website that has all the information, not just of the online school and links through to that, but also of the psychotherapy and hypnotherapy sessions um, that we provide uh, live also. People can email me as well at Sharon at easybirthing.com or our Facebook page, which is at easybirthing. That's the one for parents and expected parents. That's brilliant. And we'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So Sharon, thank you so much for being our our guest today, our expert. Um, And um, thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you very much, Carla. That's great. Great to speak to you. Thank you for listening to my Bump to Babies expert podcast. If you would like to find help and support from experts in your local area, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com and you will also be able to find local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes, businesses and services in your local area. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.